0: March 2nd, 2002, it's the Watt from Pedro show. from Pedro show. We got a sound thing there, brother Matt. <laughs> we're working for a solution. We got some little speakers going, but...
1: Maybe next hour. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> there was a software move. We had to get going. But maybe with these little speakers, the microphone won't go feedback in these things so we can actually monitor while we're talking. But Continually evolving. Yeah, the future belongs to the efficient. <laughs> right. It's uh, March second, two thousand two, here at Wild Kingdom Radio, live from the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point in Pedro, when The sun's out. Uh, we've had some warmness this week, huh? We had some grayness, too. Had bright blue, a uh, bright, bright full moon. Yeah, it's cool, cool. Isn't that intense? Is we, yeah. And. Uh, some misty down it, not today, but the last couple of days riding down the Royal Palms, man, there'd been a mist on the water that was heavy.
1: I caught my bitch in a uh, little scene, picture of my mind, a uh, Paseo cruise with uh, Korean Bell on the hilltop. Yeah. With a wild little misty fog all, all around yeah. it and a full moon coming up behind.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, bitch. Well, this night was early in the tomorrow. morning and it wasn't really up here, but it was down on the cliffs and, man, I get up on the rocks close to the surf the foamers splashing on me and it was I mean, you could uh, breathe this stuff in it was cooler
1: yeah it's cool yeah it was neat and the birds were tripping on it seals been having sex you hear him howling all day <coughs> long
0: Some sunning
1: on the rocks <laughs> yeah they dig it it's nighttime man they just like echo down the street
0: yeah you're a little closer to it here i don't get to hear as much i hear more helicopter
1: Foghorn, <laughs> wake up! The other, the other birds.
0: <laughs> there were some Blackhawks this morning, or maybe it was the same one up and down. I don't know what that's about. You know the bright orange ones, Coast Guard. They're uh, usually out for a protecting pluck, our freedom. Right? <laughs> well, well, Coast Guard probably to safety, yeah. but the Blackhawks are doing the protecting of the freedom. <laughs> oh man, uh, pretty intense tonight. Up. Uh, Going with Pettibone to see the prep championship high school b-ball with uh, Westchester Fairfax. Pettibone used to, ch- to teach at Westchester. Oh, really? Yeah. I had didn't a, know that. He had a tour of duty as a teacher. <laughs> Do uh, a little art gig? Yeah. He, that was when it was still in, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, hobby moat. Uh. Not hobby, but... Uh, non uh, paying the rent mode uh,
1: getting the, getting the checks flowing the month once a month payday <laughs> yeah so he did
0: the uh, LA city school district mm-hmm. kind of thing and um, he taught there and, uh, both schools have had their ups and downs you know being champs and stuff and uh, they're, they're both back up upswing he told me Westchester is one of the big schools in the country. Wow! It's by the airport.
1: Yeah, yeah. I used to live right down the street yeah. from it.
0: And then Fairfax, you know.
1: Yeah, we went there. Mm. It's, uh, I pl- I coached basketball at Pedro one year, which was really a trip.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Season B's, the little the littler guys theoretically, but we played Westchester as the first game ever. For oh me. wow! And uh, man, they had six foot dudes on <laughs> their team, so they they kind of ignored the exponent. Trip that uh, you needed to fit in that category. They were yeah. dunking on us.
0: <laughs> well, actually, we're in the um, city league, and they were—they're outside the school district, uh, CIF. Oh, right.
1: Uh, no, both those schools would be city, city schools, they city? but they might be so good that they're—they—they they like won out and played. Because the state. I know
0: there's this like mirales and stuff there in the CIF, yeah, CIF, CIF kind F- of thing, guys, right? Yeah. And uh, then there was. I mean in my day the city thing well, we were the Marine League. Yeah. Right? With yeah. Narbon and Bannon and Carson yeah. and even that's that's gone away.
1: Yeah, they got the Pacific League now, the yeah, it and goes all changed. the way all the way out to the Valley Pedro to to like Chatsworth. And I think Canova the Catholic Park.
0: schools were in the CIS. Yeah. And yeah. they're the toughest because
1: they get the whole they don't, state. They would
0: so. have school districts so they can right. like literally recruit. Totally recruit, yeah. Right, so they're usually the tough schools to be played in that. Yeah, Verbum but Bay is usually one of the hoop
1: masters. You're right,
0: there. Westchester is in the city mm-hmm. because that's what they're playing for is the city champ. And then I think they'll go up against CIF champ, southern section, and then play a northern thing for the state champ. So that's
1: a staple Center then? or, or uh, Oh, cool,
0: cool. Haven't been there in a while. Huh. No more Laker games here. Yeah. Did you hear about Chicky breaking his hip? Yeah, man, that's too bad. Old Chicky. Yeah. I mean, from the uh, heart thing to. He's had some blows. Yeah. I guess he's he putting gas one. in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Did a slip and dip. Or, or the car was rolling or something.
1: I didn't catch the full He scoop didn't put or it in just, gear. Or uh, out of gear. Spacing and it was all, a little bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, get those old. Uh Chickie, he's got a lot in that uh, that hard drive of his. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty fragmented. <laughs> so anyway, best of luck for healing up yeah, the Chick.
1: Yeah, take care, Chickie.
0: And the lakes, uh, I, I don't know, four or five games in a row on the road. Now is the time to peak as uh, playoff time comes closer. Huh? Clips are doing okay, too, and I like that. But there's always been a special place in my heart for the preps. You know, the refs, they run the game too much. I've seen it where they're just running with the whistle in their mouth, you know, and they blow it accidentally, but then they <laughs> got to blow it on the other team, so they get these weird-ass, you know, trying to cover up for, you know, clams, basically. <laughs> yeah,
1: clams in every arena. Right.
0: <laughs> but it's really intense, uh, two 20-minute halves, you know, like college sort of. And, uh, usually a team at halftime that's winning loses <laughs> a peak too early. Mm-hmm momentum so intense in that with those kids and uh i've seen some cats come up and go on to college and then uh, pros too yeah you get some young Start stars yeah like you said the man-child thing some guys develop very young mm. like i remember seeing it at obey and at artesia i mean that guy he had adam's apple you know size of a grapefruit Big veins on him. He's playing these guys that are still, you know, aren't shaded. Yeah, total
1: yet. man playing children.
0: Yeah, and his age, you know, it's just they do, it kind of develop different. And but uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of a neat kind of thing. So me and Raymond are going to see that. Now you saw uh, us on the freeway last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to get a little uh, a little uptown culture there at Pantages. I got turned on to the Lion King, which was really bitching. I'm not, I'd never seen like the video or that stuff, but
0: Miranda man, told costume, me she saw that there too.
1: Yeah, it was it was really cool. The costumes were right. One of these eyes.
0: ladies who danced in the Madonna bees. Mm. She sent me an email. She said she went and saw the Lion King, mm. and she said it was wild.
1: Yeah. So yeah, never I really been to a
0: play. And yeah, with, uh, but on the way up there, you saw us. Yeah,
1: we're cruising, cruising alongside. And for me and a Raymond bit. were
0: going to the horse track. <laughs> Ponies, <laughs> See some pony, other kinds so of you theater. Picked on the old one, huh? And I yeah. only won one race. You know, <laughs> usually if I win, I win only one. I I don't bet much. You know, I, I just love being there with Raymond. And uh, there, I, I bet. Yeah, you know, in the fifth race, I had the pick the oldest horse with the oldest jockey, and won. <laughs> Pay like twenty four dollars or something, and uh, so I came out maybe a little ahead. And uh, Raymond does the big one dollar trifectas and stuff. And we're not much betters or anything. We just like uh, tripping on on the thing, you know.
1: I usually pick the horse that takes a dump right before getting in. Yeah, we go to the circle and oh, (laughs) or the big piss while it's walking. System.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or uh, maybe uh, cancel out the ones with the tape on the front feet. We go to the little circle thing and watch them walk. There's they're such beautiful animals. Yeah. Jesus, I mean, amazing. And then Raymond took me to the, the infield. I'd never watched from there, and uh, I gotta hand it to them, jocks. I mean, they, they were those horses are thundering, thousand pounds each, you know, and these little guys are just hanging on. I yeah, couldn't they're believe it down there. Huh? <laughs> It was it was wild to hear that those hoofs beating on the turf, and it was turf. It wasn't even the dirt there. It was amazing to see them. They're brave, brave men. And the guy I bet on Lafitte Pincaille, They call him the pirate. This guy's in his fifties. I mean, he's been doing this for over thirty years. He's got Wavos <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Uh, Pretty, pretty amazing. Also, the uh, culture that surrounds yeah, it's a the, little the Sport world. <laughs> or the lack of <laughs> gold whatever. chains. Yeah, people holding their babies and <laughs> hollering, and, and it, is, it is a trippy kind of thing, you know. There's some windows where it's fifty dollars or more, you know. And these guys are just. Other guys are behind them. They're playing all these combinations, incredible, you know win, play, show, the exact is all this kind of things. You know, there's yeah, dumping research. lots of dollars on, or they're all covering their asses uh, every other way. I, I, I yeah, don't know. Strategies. What, some kind of <laughs> systems. I just pick one horse to win. I'm taking
1: a dump. And, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I usually go by the jocks. My favorite is Alex Solis. I like him a lot. He's a Panamanian too, like pirate. And, but I, I like listening to Raymond, Raymond, you know, when he gets into something, he gets into it like he knows all the trainers, all the owners, all the jo- all the histories, I mean, the pedigrees. Of the, yeah, full family histories. Just to sit honest. there and listen to him uh, is incredible, you know. It's very uh, interesting for me. And uh, so that's where you saw us going. I'm sorry I was oblivious. I was probably uh, rapping no, with him and didn't no notice out the window that you were driving yeah,
1: by. Bring him on down one of these days.
0: Hey, that's an idea. He has amazing knowledge of music too. And yeah, we gotta bring him on as a guest. Okay, uh what for Peter Shaw's so been spieling here a little bit, huh? Here's some Eddie Hazel. <laughs> from pedro show some germs there from an italian bootleg got strange notes um pat smear great guitarist speaking of pat i got a call from dave he's gonna um, pat was a foo fighter for a while dave grohl's in town he's gonna play drums for queens of stone age thursday we're a great band, where's that gonna be? true I think. And uh, he told me, you know what? It's the first time I played drums for somebody since uh, you know that tour we did. I guess it's seven years ago now. Wow, yeah. hey. Yeah, it was spring, March or April of '95. So uh, that's a trip.
1: Nice having options, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, some uh, other great guitarists, Nels Klein before that, with Harbor Child from his new uh, record, Nels Klein Singer's Instrumental. Instrumentals is the name of the record. And uh started off with Eddie Hazel. And, um, from the Bottom of My Heart, from the gems from the heart. Uh, bootleg um, let's see here uh, what from Pedro show some sly <phone rings> for pedro show. The late, great Charles Mingus. I don't think he ever played an electric bass. In fact, I read something in a book where, it, in fact, this is like from uh, the best of his Atlantic stuff, and it was uh, an Atlantic session, and they wanted him to work with some uh, young man coming up uh, his name was Stanley Clark, and uh you know, Mingus I mean the guy comes in with a bass guitar, so he's kind of like uh ah, whatever you know he he says the first uh you know I first saw those things with uh i don't know the cat who was playing stand up for Nat King Cole he put his stand up through an ant anyway so Mingus thought oh that had already been done." So Stanley Clark, you know, he's trying to show this uh, Stanley Clark guy take the A-train, and and Stanley Clark said, I don't need to know that. So you can imagine. Anyway, that's um, (laughs) Pithecathropus erectus. It's always uh, hard um, (laughs) for me to say. And before that was Sly with You Caught Me Smiling. Not slime. At the end of the first hour uh, of the Watt from Pedro show, almost done here. We're coming up on the second one. Um, Stay tuned for Brother Matt's spin cycle, some more Watt tunage and spieling. We're trying to get a hold of DJ Taya, but uh, she lives incredibly far distance down the block. (laughs) and uh she's elusive yeah sometimes she said she wanted to come here but anyway we'll see for sure we'll have the fourth part of uh fourth tower of inverness and third hour so uh march 2nd 2002 edition Wat from pedro show first hour all done march 2nd 2002 second hour of the watt from pedro show Here's uh, Thurston Moore with some female cop.
3: You cross his mind, lights on.
1: Sorry about that, folks. A little funky with the flip and the switch deal here. But uh, this is Brother Matt, and uh, that was Thurston. So, it's still Thurston in the background, here on the Watch from Pedro show, live from Pedro at the Wild Kingdom, the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point. It's about time for the spin cycle. And so, without any further ado, let's start spinning.
0: Thanks again for another uh, fine installment of the Spin Cycle. Cool. Uh, here's cool. something I got. You know, in the old days, I'd go buy Zeds and I'd find these uh, records. You know, they had record bins there of seven inches and stuff, and you know, sometimes they wouldn't even have covers. You know, they'd just be a white sleeve. You know, and some kind of label, and I, I would just pick things because of the. Uh, I don't know name of the song name of the band I don't know I was just uh curious so uh here's something from England
4: <laughs>
5: you
3: we your knowledge till you resuscitate the worm
6: we to
0: From Pedro's show Had to uh, Do a little fade there On the subway sect That was from the 70's One of them First punk bands In England Subway sect With Don't Split It Before that Sacred Trust From the new album uh, Resuscitate the Worm We had Richard Hell Before that With the Van Morrison song I Can Only Give You Everything And then him singing With television From a live thing too I think 1975 and we started with Ghetto Berries, Spunky Express, from just a blank uh, sleeve, generic whatever. I went and uh, blank grab. Just did the yeah, did the uh, pinata grab, <laughs> burst burst the thought bubble. End of hour two here, March second, two thousand two edition. Watt from Pedro show. It's March 2nd, 2002, a sunny Saturday in Pedro, here on the Wild Kingdom Radio, live from the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point, (laughs) with me, Brother Matt. Uh, It's time for that regular installment I've instituted a few weeks ago. We're going to play for you now part four of the fourth tower of Inverness.
7: As once again we look in on the stately old mansion of Inverness, the storm has knocked down the power lines. In the darkness, Jack has been led off to the dining room. So he thought. Instead, he now finds himself once again in the clutches of the exquisitely beautiful and deadly dangerous Madonna Vampira. Oh, no, you don't. I know all about you. You're not going to have me for
8: dinner.
9: Please, I need your help.
8: Let's just keep a little distance between us, okay?
9: But I need your help. Alone, I cannot overcome this thing that's inside of me, this this terrible thing that makes me hurt when I only want to love.
8: Well, well, look, I'm not a shrink.
9: All I ask is understanding. You push me away as though I'm some hideous creature, some demon that will, what, tear away your soul, devour your mind, and cast your carcass out onto the streets of some city where you'll walk with the rest of the zombies? Have you ever in your life given anything to anyone? Oh, well,
8: sure, I... Oh,
9: crap. You've given like everyone gives. I mean, given without asking, without expecting anything, given without attachment, given not from your head, but from your heart. Oh, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I, I just need help. And...
8: Oh, wow, look, look, if I could trust you... I mean, how, how can I trust
9: you? You haven't looked in my eyes once since we've been in this room. Look at me. Am I taking
10: anything from you? You look like an angel Look like an angel Walk like an angel Walk like
6: an angel Talk like an angel
11: But I got wise You're the devil in disguise
9: All I ask is that we be friends
8: Well, that's fair enough.
9: Would you like to see the jukebox?
8: You mean the one that that plays whenever...
9: That one, yes. Come here.
8: Good grief, the wall is moving. Wow, a secret
9: passage. Follow me. This way.
8: These walls must be amazingly thick. I bet there's passageways all over the place. Is this where you live? Yes. Oh, what's it like?
9: Long and narrow.
8: It's so strange. It, it reminds me of the Middle Ages. I know. I like the way you have it fixed up. Thank you. Paintings, wall hangings, tapestries, velvet drapes. Oh, what's this? A, a harpsichord? A clavichord. Do you play it? Yes. But you aren't the one that plays the jukebox.
9: No one plays, the jukebox. It plays by itself. The wall narrows here. Your shoulders may not fit, so turn a little sideways. The steps upward become very steep. Be careful.
8: Yeah, I see what you mean. It feels like a size 38 when you take a 42. <laughs> These steps are something. How, how much steeper do they get?
9: Much
8: steeper. We're entering the tower. Well, if, if only there was some kind of a railing. Golly, this is almost a, a ladder. You're sure we won't topple over backwards?
9: Going up is easier than coming down.
8: You know, I I, I used to have dreams about this stuff. Boy, oh boy.
9: Here we are. (sighs) There. Come in.
8: I don't mind climbing ladders, but, but steps that go straight up. Say, this is nice up here. I'll bet during the day you can you can see for miles.
9: Over here is the jukebox. Wow,
8: an old Whirlitzer, and it's all lit up. They must have the auxiliary generator going.
9: Or they fix the power lines.
8: Oh, look at this thing. It's it's beautiful the way the way it changes colors. It's really a piece of art. Yes. Let's see, what is there to select? Eliot Khan, Rimpoche. Baba Ram Das Mahishi Yoga Van Vliet. That's weird. There's no 50s songs here. I'll try one. Let's see, where's a dime? Hey, you get two plays for a dime. I'll try B4. Baba Ram Das.
10: Weird is, is that we are on the path. And the path is fraught with the most fantastic things. You know, right over the bend is eternal damnation. There are parts that are like a roller coaster. You You just get to a high place where you're able to say Krishna's name with love and the ego walks behind you and pats you on the back and says, Pretty good.
8: (laughs) Hmm. That was short. Let me try this venerable Van Vliet, B-12. You listen to, like,
0: practically no rock music, or none, <laughs> just about. Well, I'd rather listen to a rock.
7: They change a little slower. They <laughs> don't try
0: to stay so hard.
8: That's some Orlitzer. What do you think? Hey, she's gone. That's strange. She must have crept back into the woodwork. What's that? A trap door in the middle of the floor. Something's coming up. Oh, it's you, Meanie Eenie.
12: Good evening, Master Jack. You have stumbled upon the Wurlitzer of Wisdoms. There's a price, you know.
8: Oh, I know. A nickel apiece. They're a little short, but, well, it's not bad.
12: The price is slightly more. It's just like heaven.
8: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) That music. That's the other jukebox. It's coming from another tower.
12: Yes. And whenever it plays, it means something very naughty is about to happen.
8: I know. Here I am, stuck up in this tower with someone down there who's going to need help.
12: Oh, I wouldn't worry about it, Master Jack.
8: Why are you holding that big cleaver?
12: One pays the Wurlitzer of Wisdom in many ways, but one does pay.
8: Well, I I thought a nickel was fair enough, but since you feel it's worth more, then more it's worth.
12: (laughs) (laughs) The price for wisdom is very high.
8: Well, with you standing there rubbing your thumb along the cutting edge of that cleaver, I don't feel I'm in a very good bargaining position.
12: Everyone pays the piper.
8: Well, how much is wisdom worth a pound nowadays?
12: Not money, you tiny fool. Then what...
8: what do you want?
12: The price is your heart.
7: Now in the darkness, except for the faint, eerie glow made by the whirlitzer, she lunges. Jack steps aside. The heavy cleaver slices into a two-by-four. She yanks it free. Jack looks desperately for something to defend himself with. I don't consider this very neighborly, meanie-eenie.
12: You'll do no more considering in a moment, Master Jack.
7: Once again, she stalks him. Jack slowly backing as she approaches. Cleaver held high, an insane glow in her eyes. She strikes. And misses again. As she frees the cleaver from the wallboard, Jack makes a lunge for the main trapdoor. He has it open. Too late. The heavy meat cleaver has knocked the door right out of his hands. This is the
11: one, Master Jack!
7: <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute! Hold it. I put a dime
8: and two nickels in that jukebox. and only heard three selections. I've got one more coming. Let's see. B-2.
12: We'll be quick about it. I know that I know, and that I don't know.
8: Ah, that's well, better. A little background music. Shall we
7: dance?
12: We'll dance, all right. <laughs>
7: Now, moving back along the wall by the tall, towering windows, Jack does creep, Meenie Eenie stalking, her eyes flashing hot, the cold steel of the heavy meat cleaver reflecting the ever-changing colors of the old Wurlitzer. And again she springs, this time with such incredible speed, Jack barely moves in time and as the cleaver whizzes past his ears... Hey,
8: I ain't no Vincent Van Gogh and I don't care to look like one either.
12: Would you prefer, say, John the Baptist? Well, I
8: see little future in that.
12: I perhaps little future for you, Master Jack. But for me, it means getting ahead, so to speak. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I see the humor, but somehow... You
12: missed the point, is that it?
8: Hey, you're pretty sharp.
12: Enough of this! The time
7: has come! Meany Eeny lunges with a ferocious arc. The cleaver smashes down once again as Jack leaps back. <laughs> but he catches his foot on the ring of the trap door. He trips and loses his balance. Meanie Eeny sees her chance and springs for the finale. But as Jack falls backwards, a wall panel swiftly opens and in he goes. It closes behind him as the tip of the cleaver smashes through the panel.
2: Quick, down this way.
7: Boy, am I glad to see you, little Frida.
8: That whole thing was a bit much, you know. Shh,
2: we'll be passing the dining room soon.
12: I'm certain he's all right, but you've hardly touched a thing this evening, meanie Hey, wait a moment. Really? Are you dieting or merely nibbling? I don't like roast dachshund, and besides, I'm off meat. Won't you at least have some boxer's ears? I'm just not hungry tonight, Sarah. Full moon, I suppose.
8: Boxer's ears?
2: Cauliflower.
12: Come, one.
8: Look, if Meanie Eenie is having dinner, then who was chopping at me with that cleaver?
2: Would you like to go back and see?
8: Uh, No, I was just wondering. Look, where are we going? This way. Hmm, a tunnel. You know, I always knew that jukebox wasn't in the East Tower. Darn it, I saw four towers. No one believes me.
2: I believe you. Really? I believe you've seen the fourth tower.
8: Oh. Well, have, have you ever seen it?
2: I wouldn't be here if I had.
8: What does that mean?
2: In the last 300 years, there have been seven people that have seen the fourth tower of Inverness, and they've all disappeared. To where? You will see the fourth tower again, and when you do, we must move quickly. It won't last long.
8: What happens if we do get inside?
2: It'd be nice if you were able to get back out again. Ah, this is the trap door that opens beyond the maze. Here, hold my cigar. Ah.
8: Say, we are on the other side of the maze. I've been meaning to check that out.
2: You particularly. You stay away from that maze. I'll explain why, but not now.
8: Look, you didn't answer my question. What happens if we do get inside the tower?
2: You will arrive at a place where you'll be able to be anywhere whenever you wish. Where the place where you'll be is outside time and space. Ooh!
7: As we look in on the Inverness mansion, we see Jack and little Frida tromping through the pine forest that surrounds the Bay of Inverness. The rain has passed. It's night. The moon is out, casting a silver light upon the pine trees. They come to a clearing, an open field. In the center of the field is a giant oak tree, its long, thick limbs spreading outward like
8: a creature with a thousand arms. Jack,
2: this is the oak. Oak? This is the Jack. Well, uh, I'm glad
8: to meet you. Should I shake a limb or something?
2: You don't talk to oaks like you talk to people. I'll show you how you do it. Here, sit down here with your back against the trunk. Okay.
8: The ground doesn't seem to be too damp.
2: What you do is sit for 10 or 15 minutes and feel the presence of this tree. Oaks and pine trees are best for this.
8: Well, oh, what's supposed to happen?
2: Trees are kind of like people stuck headfirst into the ground. Trees give off energy, which is very pure. If you know how to tap this energy, you can charge up your batteries. Also, it purifies you. Now, what you do is sit there silently and feel the tree. Don't think about it. Feel it. With your heart, not with your head. Some people, after a while, may even hear the tree. Hmm? Mm-hmm. But everyone can get energy from a tree. Here, now we'll try it. Don't think about it, Jackie boy. Feel. <laughs> In the past, we were mind-created, spiritual beings nourished by joy. We soared through space, self-luminous and an imperishable beauty. We thus remained for long periods of time. After the passage of infinite time, the sweet-tasting earth rose from the waters. It had color, scent, and taste. We began to form it into lumps and eat it. But while we ate from it, our luminosity disappeared. And when it had disappeared, sun and moon, stars and constellations, day and night, weeks, months, seasons, and years made their We enjoyed the sweet tasting earth, relished it were nourished by it, and thus we lived for a long time. But with the course of the food, the bodies became more, more material, differentiated, and hereupon, the division of sexes came into existence, together with sensuality and attachment. But when evil, immoral customs arose among us, The sweet-tasting earth disappeared. And when it had lost its pleasant taste, outcroppings disappeared, and other self-originated plants deteriorated to such an extent that finally nothing edible grew by itself, and food had to be produced by strenuous work. Thus the earth was divided into fields, and boundaries were made Whereby the idea of I and mine and other was created. And with it, possessions, envy, greed, and enslavement to material things. Jack! Jack, would you like to go? Wow. that was amazing. Come, one. there's something else I want to show you.
8: Just amazing.
2: It's not far from here.
8: Uh, and it feels like it could be true.
2: Wow. It's simply a matter of bringing oneself to rest. Then all will be revealed.
8: You know... I always knew there was something to those books about spirits that floated around in the skies.
2: Boy, oh, boy. Hey.
8: Where are we? What a weird place.
2: Yes. Well, it's very old. It was used for a ritual of some kind. Evil? I don't understand evil. Or good. Really? Mm.
8: Well... As you were saying,
2: there are seven pillars here in a circle. You see, they would call it a place of pagan worship. <laughs> On the side of the hill over there, but in the shadows away from the moon, is a cave. You mean you mean over this way? Yeah, but don't go over there. hey, hey look at this! What? What? What have you found? Down there in the,
8: in the damp ground, there's fresh tire tracks. <gasps> Do you see what it looks like?
2: A five-speed Italian pedal master. That's right.
11: And
2: they lead
5: right into that cave over there. Oh, no, Jack! Good God! Ah, Look out! Coming out of the cave! Holy smokes!
7: It's a dragon! It's true. Stomping out of the cave headed right for them is a dragon. Its tail twitching, its eyes flashing, its claws oozing into the wet mud. And from its mouth and nostrils great billows of hot fire. The pair stand there, immobile, transfixed by fear. Jack with his eyes wide, blank, insane with fear and little Frida, mouth dropped open and her pigtail standing straight up on end.
8: boats and leaping lizards. In a second, he'll be on us. Feats, do your stuff.
7: Little Frida stands as though hypnotized by the terrifying sight. Ah! The dragon is almost upon her. Its fiery breath billows about the little girl, singeing the ribbon on her pigtails that still stands straight up on end. In a flash, Jack streaks before the gaping fire-spewing jaws of the dragon. Snatches up little Frida, takes six or seven giant bounds, and dives headfirst into a nearby frog bog.
8: Oh. Hey!
2: Hey!
8: Hey, it's gone!
2: Wowie, Zoe! You,
8: you think it's safe to wade ashore?
2: I, I think so. But we'd better leave quickly. Like, I'm sorry. I got this water all over <coughs> me! Oh! Uh, whew.
8: That was close. Yeah. Well, let's see. How badly are you burnt? Ah. Well, that's strange. You're all right.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
8: That thing singed every hair on my head, but but you were standing right in its flames.
2: Yeah. I was was looking at its eyes.
8: Anyone I know?
2: You didn't notice the eyes?
8: Well, I sure did. They were about the size of my head almost. (laughs) What? Oh, sorry, I... I had a frog in my pant cuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's what Dr. Missoula was talking about. Dragon fly paper. I hope he knows what he's doing. What do you know about dragons?
2: I guess they must have been left over from the dinosaur age. Clear into the Middle Ages? And Now? I don't believe anyone's been keeping this one in deep freeze.
8: Well, it wasn't a Hollywood mechanical model, that's for sure.
2: I know, but there's such a thing as thought forms.
8: Now, don't tell me I thought up these singed eyebrows of mine.
2: What I'm saying is that we are constantly surrounded by other people's thought forms, like being inside a house or a church. Someone thought it up, and there you are, in their thought form. Streets and buildings and signs, they're all thought forms. Once a Greek sculptor by the name of Takis said that his sculpture was merely a springboard to spring the mind into space. Because where the inspiration, or whatever you want to call it, where the inspiration comes from was from space. The sculpture was merely the manifestation of that inspiration. And as you looked at it, you experienced and relived where it came from in the first place. So you see, we take the forms at face value. We say, that piece of sculpture is reality. But equally real is the mind that created it. So in space is everything. All you do is reach in and give it form. But it already exists, you see? That's it! Wowie, sowie! Huh? I think that's it!
8: I don't know. I I thought it was all supposed to be an illusion or something.
2: You think that dragon was an illusion? No. No, it's all real. It's like when you look at a seed and resting in the seed is the potential for an enormous tree. But it doesn't exist yet. Look at this spider web. You see the dewdrops clinging to it?
8: Yeah. What an incredibly beautiful pattern it's woven.
2: It brought that pattern into existence. But the pattern existed in space, just like in the seed. It's just that the reality we're talking about is of a lesser degree, compared with the highest reality accessible only to a perfectly enlightened one. It has no more existence than the objects of dreams or clouds or lightning flashes. Nah. These things as we see them are as real as the mind that creates them. But you see, like the sculpture, our mind is created. As soon as it's taken material shape, it obeys the laws of matter. And when they speak of illusion, it's all an illusion.
8: Well, that's very interesting. but Well, I don't know. You mean as you're able to get back to the source, you can change the material? You could actually change your body?
2: Well, only step by step, by controlling them in their initial states. Or in a moment they came into existence
8: then in other words you could become anything you wanted materially
2: if you knew how sure
8: even become a dragon yeah so that dragon is someone
2: we know I know
10: out there somewhere is like you know Jack Armstrong Superman it's all just as real as you are and I am (laughs) and the Lord and the angels in heaven how about them do you think they're the figment of somebody's imagination nobody makes up anything
0: all right the uh, fourth installment That's getting to be a favorite word of mine now, installment. (laughs) Fourth part of the Fourth Tower of Inverness. Pretty um, conceptual, huh? Okay, I'm going to play you some stuff now that Watt plays on. First, uh, some pair of pliers a year and a half ago. (laughs) Yeah! From Pedro show. Let me get this. We're uh, getting ready for a session from DJ Talia, so um, a little confusing there. I played some stuff uh, that I play on. We started off with the uh, Get Getting Down Down pair of pliers in Chicago. Really uh, trebly dinky sound on the bass. Uh, I had left my little bass in Iowa. City. Sorry. And uh, I wasn't too professional, was (laughs) it? All right. And uh, the night before, Madison, I had to borrow somebody's bass, and then I had to do it again um, this night in Chicago. But I was very lucky, because the sound man at the Iowa City gig was doing sound for a band in Chicago, so the next morning, I got the little bass, which... You can read about it in my diaries. I made a diary for this Banyan tour, by the way. If you want to go there, hootpage.com, h-o-o-t-p-a-g-e.com. I also put a page up for some movies. If you ever wanted to see what a terrible actor I'm, am, I am. Uh, there's a couple movies. Raymond's made a few movies, and I'm in two of them, twelve, thirteen years ago but this summer I made a Morrison one and you know, I saw Carducci sent me one and I hadn't seen these things in many, many years and I'm all puffy and drunk and it's terrible. I play a very Stalinist kind of character named Dwayne that has a punk band in the seventies and uh, Mike Kelly is this cat in the band with me and I'm I just have no mercy on this guy. It's tense. There's a young guy who, a uh, cousin, I guess. I mean, in the concept of the movie, who ends up the singer. And, so, and this kid hung himself. Well, he's, he's a man. But. And there was another guy, Joe Cole, in it who was shot to death. And So it was trippy watching this film. It was heavy on me, you know. Plus, looking like an idiot. I'm, I got a white shirt on, you know, because I thought I should wear some shirts from the 70s period, you know, for Raymond. And, uh, like, it's like my hospital dishwashing shirts. And and I had, they're white, you know, and uh, from drinking, I have a gut, you know. I'm po going. <laughs> One thing it starts with me pogoing in bunhuggers with Mike Kelly, which is pretty embarrassing. Safety <laughs> pin through my mouth, and I start kissing uh, pictures of vicious. And there's all these cigarettes. You know, and I smoke. I didn't smoke cigarettes, so it's really <laughs> incredible, incredible to watch me puffing. And then Raymond has me lighting two at a time, so it's like, you know, double gagger. Anyway, this white shirt I got on I guess I had a pin in it that leaks, so there's some big old uh ink all I mean it's out, and we're drinking these beers and malt liquors and maybe it's different if you're not in it. <laughs> and, you, and you see it. <laughs> Raymond's even in it for a little. It's a funny movie. Anyway, check that out. It's called Sir Drone and uh it's funny. I mean, the script is incredible. It's great. Brilliantly captures those times where you no one was supposed... You know how the scene at the mask was all these people came from these towns away, you know? from Hardly anybody was from Hollywood. So hardly anybody knew each other. So this whole thing that you had a life before punk was not supposed to be acknowledged. Like no one, you know... There's this heavy thing on everybody being hippies, <laughs> and uh, he, he picks up on it really astutely with the, the, the script and stuff. It's, it really makes me laugh. It was funny, you know. The, what had happened is you'd have a couple friends that knew you as a boy, and when you had long hair and cut offs or whatever, and very incriminating, you know, that you just didn't hatch in 1977, you know, some. We were supposed to have no background. Well, anyway, before that, uh, not before that, after that, there was Hollow by uh, Wild Rats. I play the bass on there. Uh, from the record that's going to come out someday, uh, Ron Ashton on guitar. I'm going to play with him in a couple weeks. And Jay Maskis. I just did a spiel with Jay over the phone with uh, L.A. Weekly about this because Scotty's going to play too, the drums. So we're going to play with the... Uh, yeah, the Stooges rhythm section or whatever. It was later, you know, raw power. The song that Ron does not want to ever play, you know, which I don't blame him. But Jay said the same thing. He just didn't like the Williamson guitar. And he learned so much from listening to Ron. Has Mark Arms singing and Steve Shelley on the drums. Thurston on guitar. Uh, and then just there was uh, the last gig of the last tour I did with the uh, John Terry show. Uh, Rocky Erickson's song, Sweet Honey Pie, had to make that gig up at the end of the tour because uh, there was, it was called off because it was September 11th. Okay, uh, uh, we got DJ Taya to come in. And, uh, He's arrived. She's arrived and she's going to let loose with the spins. So, DJ Taya. Well, Okay. <laughs>
10: Journey
7: into sound.
12: This
7: is a journey into
13: sound. Journey into sound.
7: This is a journey into sound. Journey
13: into sound. Into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color,
3: New dimension, new value. New dimension, new value. And a new stereo, Stereophonic sound.
0: From Pedro show. End of another we <laughs> use that word. Installment. <laughs> <Another edition>. <laughs> Addition. <laughs> that was installment. Thank you very much, Tell you. That was great. Thank you. Brother Matt, thank you much for your invaluable assistance. Thank you. Very much essential. Pleasure. Thank you, Pedro, for giving me a sunny morning to pedal. And not too many hard looks from the hombres driving You know, I was talking to somebody about that. You know, these guys see me every morning, you know, bright orange helmet. Why don't they smile? (laughs)
11: Yeah.
0: You know, always give me the hard looks. DJ. Yeah, it's like. I
2: always honk at you when I see you.
0: Maybe it's because I go away on tour, and so it's like, oh, man, where's the weirdo? Whatever. Uh, March 2nd, 2002, additional Watt (laughs) installment. The Watt from Pedro show. Thanks much. See you next week, everyone. Keep your powder dry.